You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a baby? What's crack a It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. People in the Democratic Republic of Congo voting today in a long-delayed presidential election. The vote has been repeatedly postponed since December 2016. NPR's Ophibia quist is in Kinshasa. She reports nearly 40 million people are eligible to vote in what could mark Congo's first democratic transfer of power. The build-up to these much-anticipated elections has been somewhat fraught with violence in some incidents, especially in Eastern Congo, opposition candidates saying that their supporters came under attack from the security forces. And in three areas of Congo, in Beni and Butembo, at the epicenter of the Ebola outbreak, and there have been communal clashes in Yumbi in the West, voting has been delayed until March. Opposition candidates say this is Absolutely out of order, disenfranchising more than a million voters of Fabi Afrikaan NPR News, Kinshasa. Going got off to a shaky start in Kinshasa. A torrential rainstorm there flooded streets. Also reports that some polling places were still closed hours after voting opened. Vote counting underway in Bangladesh, where the ruling party of Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina is seeking to remain in power. Several deaths being reported in election-related violence amid vote-rigging allegations. President Trump continues to tweet about the partial government shutdown, but he's yet to hold any talks with congressional Democrats since thousands of federal workers were sent home. NPR's Ron Elving says lawmakers will gather on Capitol Hill 
after the New Year's holiday. The Democrats will be in charge in the House as of next week. They're going to pass something like the temporary funding bill that the Senate approved last month. Then the Senate's going to be hard-pressed to reject what they had unanimously approved. And if they do pass it, it goes to the president's desk. And at that point, does the president veto it and keep the government shut down? If so, that's when the real negotiations begin. Several hundred people have demonstrated near a monastery in Italy where a conservative Catholic institute says it plans to hold classes on Steve Bannon's political strategies. After leaving the White House, Bannon met with a number of white, uh, right-wing leaders in Europe. The BBC's John McManus reports. The demonstrators carried banners saying, Stop Bannon, free Europe. Plans by the Catholic Institute Dignitatis Humanae to offer classes based on Steve Bannon's ideas were first revealed in September. The former advisor to President Trump wants to connect to conservative Catholics as part of his plan to build a populist movement in Europe. Dignitatis Humanae says its planned academy will transmit Mr Bannon's thoughts to the next generation of Catholic politicians and activists. Bannon has described Pope Francis as being beneath contempt and has accused him of siding with globalist elites over the issue of migration. The BBC's John McManus reporting, and you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side... Crooked Hillary Clinton also played these cards very hard and, as everyone knows, went down in flames. I went from very successful businessman to top TV star to president of the United States on my first try. I think that would qualify as not smart but genius and a very stable genius at that. The president says he's, like, really smart. Timothy, your reaction. Well, I, I, don't you remember in elementary school and high school that... Uh, if your parents didn't tell you this, your teachers did. The people who repeat things about themselves are not always to be believed. Shots fired! Shots fired! It was the lethal end to a low-speed chase. It started in DeKalb County, Tennessee, 70 miles east of Nashville. Michael Dial led deputies on a 50-mile-per-hour chase. His alleged crime? Driving with a suspended license. When he crossed over into White County, deputies there rammed his truck and trailer trying to force him off the road. When it didn't work, White County Sheriff Odie Shoup issued an order that his dispatcher relayed to deputies. Reserve Deputy Adam West, who was driving his personal vehicle, drew his weapon. I said, we're ramming. I said, don't, don't ram him, shoot him. That's <laughs> going to turn my cars up. They don't think I'll give a damn order to kill that mother they push then the sheriff added this. I love it, God, I, I tell you what, I thrive. Arming teachers in the classroom is a controversial idea being promoted by President Donald Trump to prevent school shootings. If you harden the sites, you're not going to have this problem because these guys who lack courage will never go into those schools. He says he wants to encourage educators to become comfortable with a gun, even offering bonuses for those with firearm skills. Nike's new Just Do It ad will start airing tonight at the NFL opener between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons. It's narrated by former 49ers quarterback Con Kaepernick. I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. Just posted your reaction. Sheriff, can you imagine this? We have somebody 
in what I call the failing New York Times that's talking about he's part of the resistance within the Trump administration. This is what we have to deal with. And, you know, the dishonest media, because you people deal with it as well as I do, but it's really a disgrace. Brett's assault on me drastically altered my life. For a very long time, I was too afraid and ashamed to tell anyone these details. I'm not questioning that Dr. Ford may have been sexually assaulted by some person in some place at some time. But I have never done this to her or to anyone. Dr. Ford, with what degree of certainty do you believe Brett Kavanaugh assaulted you? 100%. His politicians just blatantly, repeatedly, baldly, shamelessly, why? Just making stuff up, calling black white. But that's what's happened. That's what Republicans in Congress are doing. That's what folks in the White House do. The president said he, he was going to pass a middle-class tax cut before the election. Congress wasn't even in session before the election. Just made stuff up. Witnesses say they first heard gunfire inside this Kroger grocery store in Jefferson Town, Kentucky. And then I heard it boom, boom, boom. There was glass and you could hear the screaming going on outside the door. Police say the suspect shot and killed one man inside the store, then ran into the parking lot where he shot a woman who also died. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is December 30th, the last Sunday of the year, 2018, and it's time for another edition of the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio, and it's best, of course, I'm Jay. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday with us, and as always, thank you for spending just, you know, a part of the year with us. I mean, if you add up all the hours and times and things that you folks do to listen to this show, you spend a significant amount of time here. So we appreciate you listening, and we appreciate you being a part of something that we hold near and dear to our hearts. But as always, I've never shared a stage by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the best in the business. First up, he's the guy that you usually hear his words through my mouth. But every now and then, he sprinkles a little bit of his uh, guest appearance in the house. Not a guest. He's, this is his show as well. But he chose he chooses to contribute to the show in a different way. But today, he'll be here live because it's the end of the year. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. A lot of things happened in 2018. Let me bring the man in himself, the man who has followers all all around the world, the one and only Mr. Johnny D, the resident text of the show. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, what a wonderful day, and I will be quite honest, Jay, as, as I heard some of the uh, the playback, uh, it has been a big year, and I'm looking forward to uh, working with uh, the show today and and uh, providing some information, uh, but it has, it has been a very captivating year. So again, thank you for having me. Hey, man, thank you for being here. And, of course, everything you heard on the lead-in. I mean, we talked about it here on the show, just so much stuff. I mean, so you're right, a lot to get into, and I can't wait to have that conversation. But the man who really runs everything around here, the man who is the top dog himself, 
my brother from another mother. This is the man himself, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. The man gets the first and last word here on the serious side. He is in the house. What's up, Mr. Elias? Good morning, Jay, and good morning, Hawk. How you guys doing this morning? Wonderful day, Mr. Elias. We appreciate it. Doing outstanding this morning. Of course, man, as always, uh, our resident texter, well, he's in the house, I'm sorry. Uh, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, he usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio, so he usually pops in the house. Vanessa Mae Belly's on vacation. She is somewhere uh, in some big boat, uh, in some large body of water, so I'm not sure where she is, but uh, I'm pretty sure she's having fun. And of course, Sundays is a work day for the Reverend Deacon Mistress. Deacon, what do you what do we call Deaconess? What do you call a? I don't know. A She's deacon, a pastor. minister. She's a, a pastor. pastor, of course. You know what I'm talking about, Miss Kathleen Williams. Uh, of course, uh, she works on Sundays, but however, she will definitely pop in when she can. The number is three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We have uh, looks like our director of social media outreach is in the house. Probably we'll hear from her before her scheduled time, and so it's always fun to be able to get people together. You heard the post, folks. It is the year review. 2018 went by in a blur. Can't believe that it's at the end of the year. I can't believe that this is the last Sunday of the month. This is the last time you hear our precious voices in the year 2018, but we look forward to talking to you in 2019, but a lot has happened over the past 12 months, a lot to get into. Once again, that number is 347 Chat rooms should be open. You can make your way there. Once again, I announced a few weeks ago that, um, you know, uh, our main brain of the TGRS radio network went down in flames a few weeks back, so we're improvising here. So unfortunately, our social media connections, uh, the ones that I reach out to, that we, that we monitor throughout the course of the show, we still haven't made all the connections yet to those platforms. Um, so we're working on that. However, you know what the lady tells you to do every Sunday in the social media outreach director? Go out on Twitter. You know, you can be a part of the show that way as well if you want to stay in contact with the serious side and the TGRS radio network. So that being said, where do we go? A lot happened this past year from gun violence. You know, y- you forget, Ms. Delias, what happened with some of the main, uh, you know, all the mass shootings we've had. There have been so many in the past 12 months. I mean, so many. We've had, uh, you know, we had the midterm elections. Uh, we've had, uh, I mean, my God, living while black. We had so many stories we talked about during the course of this, the past 12 months. So, I, you know, I'm going to swing to you, put a little pressure on you. Where do you want to start the conversation? So much to talk about. You tell me if I'm going that direction. What say you, Mr. Elias? I, I guess living while black, Jay, because this morning, man, I, I had the uh, privilege of watching um, Stars in Black, and they had this documentary on called Strange Fruit, and it was the uh, okay. w- about Michael Brown, man, and it was just, it was enlightening, man, on how, you know, when the police or uh, or whatever, they, they, they kill us. The character assassinations that we have of black people, man, and then, you know, and and it works so well. It's, it's unreal because what they'll do is they'll, they'll just get on there and keep uh, just keep you know throwing stuff out there to say, hey, he did this. He was a he was a thug. He's this. He's that. So living while black in America, man, is man. <laughs> it's a t- 
It's a, it's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, if you think about it, mm-hmm. of all the shootings that have happened and all the things that go on and all the injustices that go on, and, and it's just like they don't I, I, people don't get it. Unless you're a black man in America or a black person in America, you won't get it. You never will get it because you don't understand what it takes to be a black person in America. You don't. You don't. I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing to me that in 2018 that we're still fighting the fight to get somebody to realize what, what it means, you know, for us to have to go through what we go through. Even the school system. Wow, it's just it, it's it's amazing, man. And Mal, you know, and in, in this documentary they have Malcolm X speaking, and Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm, and his infinite wisdom, man, was speaking on the same thing that's going on right now, and it was amazing okay. Malcolm speaking. It was. I I I want everybody to go out there and look at that documentary. It's called. <laughs> Strange fruit. It's called what now? It is um, strange fruit. You get a chance to go look at it. Go look at it. It is unbelievable, unreal. Well, you know, it's interesting you bring this up as uh, something that you want to talk about uh, off the bat because it's, you know one of the one of the topics I was uh, contemplating talking about this morning until I realized that this was the last Sunday of the year. Uh, Johnny uh, D was the fact that I look at where we are as African Americans. You know, I look at, I was watching uh, the interview between Oprah Winfrey and Michelle Obama um, over this week, over the past few days. And, you know, she's out selling her book, Becoming. I'm hearing it as a good read. I haven't purchased it myself. I think I need to make that happen, make that as a late uh, birthday, I'm sorry, as an early birthday gift and a late Christmas present for myself. But I was uh, listening to her, and they were talking about, you know, portions of the book. And uh, they talked about how. She talked about how her grandfather uh, was a very smart and proud black man, but because of the time in which, you know, he was born and the time in which, you know, we were at that, you know, in, in the in the history of this nation, it talked about how African Americans had very limited opportunities. And Michelle herself talked about the fact that, you know, she wasn't born into a family that had trust funds. She didn't get the head start that most of our white counterparts get, you know, because of the fact that. You know, because of the, the the nature of this country. You know, I always talk about America as being, you know, I always look at black folks in America as someone starting to play that's invited to play Monopoly when all the properties are bought. You know, I mean, you know, so you come and play Monopoly and everybody's bought all the properties. So all you're doing is just running around, and yeah, you may miss some of the big properties that have some of the big hotels and, you know, pass go a few times and get a few thousand bucks in your pocket, but it's just a point where you're going to hit boardwalk. <laughs> you got to pay the piper. And so it's like, how can we, it's amazing where our people have come, right, with the limited resources that we've had. I mean, as far as just a solid foundation in which we get a head start in life. Look at the Trump kids. The Trump kids have never got to work for the rest of their days. Who knows, they may be making big rocks into little rocks, but we'll see what happened with the Mueller investigation. But I digress. But my point to this whole thing, Johnny D, I was thinking about this. As a race, you know, for, you know, the only race of people who were brought here against their will, 
right, for the majority of the Africans, right? The people, you know, there were African Americans, there were black folks here with the Indians, and you can kind of go back and retrace that history. But we're talking about, you know, this is a race that was re- really brought here against our will, okay? And, you know, so we didn't have anything. Uh, and for us to be where we are, I think it's an amazing it's, it's an amazing testament of what we have to overcome because we all know that we have to do twice as much to get to where our white counterparts are. That's just the way this works. You know, they have laws in place to ensure that we get a fair shake because we know what type of country this is. So Mr. Elias brings up a good point, and I guess let me just swing it around to you. What do you think about, you know, African Americans and, you know, living while black and, where we've come as a people, the struggles that we deal with. Just kind of give me your philosophy on that, if you don't mind. Well, I, I tell you what, uh, both you and, and, and Mr. Les have said a mouthful. I, I was one who had the opportunity to see the uh, special that, that, that Les is talking about. And, and I'll be honest, I think as that, that, as that me as the that ordeal was going on. It was a lot of suppression of information. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that that the, that the actual store owners uh, was was engaging in drug transactions. Now that's not the excuse of uh, the what Michael Brown did to uh, in regards to the, the selling of drugs and stuff of that nature right there to this particular store owner. But you know when you look at how that all played itself out, it was a lot of information suppressed. So. Um, moving forward on, in regards to what uh, Jay is speaking of, the book itself becoming of Jay, it, 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 it's a must purchase. Now, I have not read it, but uh, my wife, my daughters, uh, all of them uh, have been bought a book for, for the holidays by myself. So uh-huh. I hope at one point in time they will inform me of, of the literature. But I have had an opportunity to see the exchange between uh Michelle Obama and, and Oprah Winfrey, as well as other celebrities, when she has done her, her tour and her talk, and very eloquent, yeah. uh, and she makes some valid points. Uh, I, I think as the African-American community, we understand oppression, we understand hardship, but we also should know that, that we are the chosen people, and, and I, will, I, I, I will show that and, and dictate that biblically, whomever wants to challenge that. But the reality of it is that we have to change our mindset. You know, there, there are there's no more land being made. So because there's no more land being made, then there is no particular way that African Americans can con- accumulate wealth. Okay, we have got billionaires, millionaires who are athletes, and certainly some of them do a great uh, a great service within the communities. But this is where our African American community seems to be somewhat parted. Uh, I talk to people all the time about being underinsured. You know, for the longest period of time until God blessed me uh, to be able to 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 have some financial gains. But now we'll say this right here: a lot of it came in regards to to my faith turning around and and, and paying my tithes and things like that. But this is my this this is our truth. If if we want to accumulate wealth. We have to have inheritance for our, our, our offspring, our children, our relatives. Now, as I said, there, there's no more land being made. So, therefore, what we have to look at, as, as morbid as it may sound to others, but realistically, 
uh, we are so underinsured, which means we sat back and we said, you know what, I'm not going to get any life insurance policy so that my kids can be taken care of because they're going to spend it on this, they're going to spend it on that. That's, that's a means in which we can accumulate some degree of inheritance for our, our family, even though it's at our demise. But the thing is, we're all going to perish from this world at some point. Uh-huh. Now, that, that, that's, that's a means and a way in which, you know, again, um, it, it's not the most typical way. But the truth is, is leave your children with something. Leave your family members with, with something after you're gone other than just your good name and, and perhaps a, a few low incidents of debt. Because those are the ways that, that we can make sure that we at least start balancing balancing the line. Now, of course, we've got to be very intelligent in regards to how we move forward. Uh, there is a lot of money, as we all know, that's going through the African-American community. But how much of it is going out as quickly as it's coming in? So at some point, we have got to start looking at that black Wall Street mentality where we purchase and buy from one another. You, you're exactly right. There's other races that comes in to America, you know, I look at the Hispanic community here in, 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 in the Southeast, and, you know, in the late 80s and early 90s, as I started coming from the western part of the country where you were accustomed to seeing Latinos and Hispanics in, in prevalent positions, but coming to the East Coast, that was, that was few and far between, and even, you know, in, in, in the Midwest, uh, in, in the Southwest, you, you would see where the Hispanic and Latino communities have established. Well, now, here in, in, on the southeastern part of, of the country, you know, Hispanics and Latinos, they've got businesses, your agents, they have businesses, because what they have done is they have come in and understood what it is to be about the community. And unfortunately, as African-Americans, uh, we do some great things, uh, bar none, but our reality is that in order for us to get to that point where our, our offspring, our kids, our next generation, can establish wealth, not just income, but wealth. We've got to start thinking outside of the box, and because we, we we're not going to be prevalent landowners where they were robbed from from the uh, Native Americans. And of course, when you got a thousand acres and you sell acres throughout your generations, um, you know that right there accumulates wealth. So it allows you an opportunity to establish businesses and and get into the politics because politics in and of itself is really about money. You know, you look at what those those politicians make in, in regards to dollars. It's mm. not a lot of dollar amounts that they make. Where they get their opportunity is behind those closed doors when they're able to get stocks and bonds and, and all of those things. So we have got to be more more, more inclined to, to read books and, and to be good stewards of, of ourselves and educate ourselves. You know, uh, it, it still got... You know, we still got that crab in the barrel mentality. You know, if I see where you've got a little bit more, then instead of me being a pursuer of the Bloombergs or the Kennedys, no, I, I want to sit there and knock down the 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 the, the, the or the, the Mr. Elias's. You know what I'm saying? So we've just got to start thinking differently. But again, again, as as the chosen people, we have to accept, you know, not only the, our struggles but also our triumphs. And there have been some. Some tremendous uh, things that have been done with the African American community, and we have made great strides. So we can't negate that, but we still got a lot more to do. 
Interesting. 27 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. You know, we started off talking about living while black, and we covered a lot of stories from people, from white people, feeling that they have the just right, the inherent birthright to challenge black folks about certain things that we do as we, you know, go about just doing what normal folks do. Let's bring in the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree from SpreeRadio.net. What's going on, Jerome? How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm good, bro. How you doing? Good morning, Jerome. Outstanding. Good morning. Good morning. You, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, we're looking at the year in review, and we're going to talk. We're talking about stories that we've talked about over the course of the year. Mr. Elias brought up the fact of uh, living while black. You know, we uh, it's, at one point we were doing every week we were doing a story about living while black. You know, we had the lady who was who confronted the little girl selling lemonade on the street saying that you don't have a permit, you know, how are you allowed to do this from, you know, a man blocking a woman from going into her own subdivision. When you look at some of the stories that's been going on, is it a situation, Jerome, where you say, okay, this has been going on forever. I think that when we first saw Rodney King get beat down by the cops, and would average American citizens had the ability now to take eyes into some of the neighborhoods, into some of the situations that we as America did not know existed or didn't at least see it live until we saw the right to King beat down. So one can say that this has been going on forever. But can, is it safe to say, yeah, it's been going on forever, but my goodness, it just seems to me in the last, you know, 24 months, this is just getting out of hand. I mean, is it me, or is it just something that's been going on, Jerome, behind the shadows, and now all of a sudden, because everybody has a camera, and, you know, America's seeing this, you know, seeing this underbelly, you know, and it's uh, worse, so to speak. No, I think that everyone gets distracted very easily. I mean, this has been going that's on. That's a good point. Um, we good talk point. about stuff like this all the time, and it's why sometimes in the news, I don't shy away from those stories that may be a little bit uncomfortable. Because sometimes, you know, we go through our day and always have this debate on, yeah, we know the world's ugly, but we got to move on and we got to make it better and blah, blah, blah. We do that. But at the same time, we need to deal with um, with what's in front of us. Kind of like, you know, LES early on saying that he watched the documentary Strange Fruit. And it, it, it will tell you a lot about what is in the back of people's head right now. Um, when it comes to black people in particular. Because during that time, or it has not stopped, when you're lynching people and hanging them from trees and you're still doing your laundry and hanging them up and swinging and um, at the, pushing your kids on a swing in the park and those kids are watching people have bodies swinging in front of them, you lose something in your well, humanity. So well, there is something well, about how... This, these folks see black people because you dehumanize them for a couple hundred years that even though they're not um, doing it in a visual way right in front of your face, it's still in the back of your head. So you have people like Trump um, who at his age is from an era where they were just flat dehumanizing people in public. And he and his father, or his father in particular, relationship to clan stuff and all of that other stuff and now his and his son's relationship to the propaganda of neo-nazi stuff like this all plays relevant so we can't forget that as we start talking about what it is that we need to look forward to 
going into a new year and what we need to look forward to as black folks and things we need to do to build community and build wealth and all this other stuff. We can't forget that either, right? That needs to be a part of our planning that we need to understand is that in the back of somebody else's brain, in that computer, they are holding hostilities towards you, and we need to plan around that as well. That's a good point. You know, it's interesting. I always think about you when I read about these types of stories. You know, when you hear about how white folks feel they have the right to sell, they have to stop you and ask you what you're doing. You know, hey, well, you don't live here. Well, you know, the thing that was so funny about one of these stories that we talked about, the man who actually stopped the woman, he didn't live there. Right. <laughs> like, so, so who are you? It's, it it kind of reminds me of that whole thing with Tra- Trayvon. You know, you talked about the assassination of, of one's character. You know, because what they're trying to plan is, well, yeah, okay, this black kid got killed by accident, and maybe he wasn't doing anything wrong at that time, but trust me, he probably had it coming. And so, in all in all, the shooting was justified because, okay, you didn't catch him now, but at the end of the day, he's a thug, and, and you know, it is what it is. And so, it, you know, so character assassination is something big because what they're trying to do, they're trying to justify why they did what they did. So it's like, well, yeah, once again, we killed him. Okay, we killed him a week early because, you know, the following week we would have caught him doing something and he would have been dead anyway. I mean, it's amazing how white folks try to justify some of the things that they do, especially when it comes to shooting unarmed black men. Now, some of these African-American men that are being killed or thugs or whatever the case may be, you can call it what you want. But the bottom line is, is that you don't have the ability or the right to shoot people when they're not armed and when they don't, when they don't pose a threat to you. I mean, this guy who got killed in the backyard of his grandmother's house yes. on a cell phone. I mean, you, 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 I mean, we've talked about so many of these stories. Like Jerome said, Mr. Elias, we almost become numb to this stuff. It's like, oh, okay, another yeah. brother got shot today. Hey, man, well, yeah. you know, did the Lakers win today? That kind of thing. It's almost yeah. in that same conversation. Things that used to make us go, oh, my God, I can't believe this. You know, I remember the, the, the horror and the outrage that I experienced when I first saw the Rodney King thing, dude. I was, like, ready to go bust somebody upside their head. It was almost like Roots. Remember when you saw Roots for the first time? <laughs> you went to school the next day, and you was like, uh-oh. If you white, you better not say a damn thing to me today because it's going to be on and popping. So now you get to a point, Mr. Elias, where this stuff becomes numb. Explain, talk about that. How can we get past that? How can we continue to say when we see stories like this, we should continue to outrage versus saying, well, you know, it, well, hey, man, it happens, and, you know, we just got to hope that, you know, keep hope alive, and we got to turn the other cheek, you know, these so-called black folk who come in here and say we need to turn the other cheek and, you know, and try to be inspirational when we're getting our heads beat in and shot and killed. Well, I don't, I never feel that way, Jay. I'm always outraged at the fact of at, at what happens to our people. Because you know what, that could be me one day. That's that's how I look at it. That could be me. That could be one that one of my loved ones. That could be somebody I know that's getting um, they're getting treat, treated like that. So I'm always outraged. I never take it. Well, look as, what I'm happened to your niece sport. not too long ago. I mean, look what happened to your yes. niece not too long ago. Yes. You know. Yes. Now, you know, my, and my little brother. Think about that. Yeah. You know, these 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 things happen all the time, man. So I'm never numb to them. I'm always outraged, and, I, and I'm not going to lie. At the end of Strange Fruit, when they brought all those mothers together, man, I teared up. I wept like a baby, man, because this is what we're living with right now. I mean, this is this, that's how important it was for me to talk about this this morning, because 
it, it, it it's, it's it's happening on a daily event, and, and and it's like you know, white people. The first thing they do is say, well, well Michael Brown was a, he was a thug. He walked in and he strong armed. No, he didn't strong arm rob anybody. He did. It's just it's it's ridiculous that they do things like the way they do, and they character assassinate people. They don't tell the truth about anything. They won't let the truth come out, man. They won't. They won't report it. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like I don't know when this movie was released, but it looks like it's something that I'm going to make sure I watch uh, before the next show. And uh, you know, speaking of you know, speaking of shows and movies and things that have had impacts on this, you know, the the, the, the movie uh, The Hate You Give. I mean, that's hate another uh, must see uh, movie that you need to see. I mean, it's just uh, it brings it all, it crystallizes it, crystallizes it all. And if you happen to be a white person who listens to the show, we appreciate anybody who listens to the show. But you know, we've said this a thousand times. On this show We're going to speak our minds We're going to talk about what affects us You know, if you can't stand that Then, you know, guess what There are plenty of outlets and things that you can do But I want to say what's up to the folks Who have listened with an open heart With an open mind And says, you know what, these guys are right You know, I can't tell you how many messages That I get from folks saying You know, look, I'm a white person And I couldn't understand You know, my black friend told me to listen to y'all show I would get a better perspective Y'all can explain it better than them And now I'm here to tell you that I see it You know, I mean, I'm sorry that it took me so long To get to the party, but I'm here You know, what can I do to help So, you know, as long as you're, you know, trying to reach people And get people to do the right thing I mean, that's what the most important thing about this whole thing is speaking of great african-american people back in february we featured a story on dr patricia bath uh doing in four minutes and less something that you need to know so we're going to revisit that story this morning uh, and so here we go this week's edition of in four minutes or less something that you need to store need to know the story about dr patricia bath we'll be right back after this you listen to the serious side Dr. Patricia Bass became the first African-American female doctor to receive a medical patent for her invention, the laser phaco probe, in 1986 for the treatment of cataracts. Dr. Bass was born in 1942 in Harlem, New York. Her parents always encouraged her to do well in school, and her mother sparked her interest in science by buying her a chemistry set. Patricia continued to work hard, and by age 16, had her scientific findings incorporated into a research paper by Dr. Robert Bernard, who was the chairperson of the National Science Foundation. As a result of the publicity she received, Patricia earned Mademoiselle Magazine's Merit Award in 1960. After graduating from high school in only two years, Patricia earned her bachelor's degree in 1964 from Hunter College. She pursued a medical degree from Howard University, graduating with honors in 1968. It was during her fellowship in ophthalmology at Columbia University that Dr. Bass discovered that African Americans were twice as likely to suffer blindness and eight times more likely to develop glaucoma. While interning at Harlem Hospital, she found that a high percentage of patients were blind, while the white patients at Columbia University were not. Dr. Bass realized that it was lack of ophthalmic care, which led her to help create community ophthalmology, which is practiced worldwide to offer care to those who are underserved. 
1981, Dr. Bass began working on the laser FACO probe, which uses laser technology to provide less painful and more precise treatment of cataracts. Worldwide, Dr. Bass has helped to recover the eyesight in people who had been blind for 30 years or more. My name is Deshana Yamini, and this has been today's Black History Moment. The Trump administration is the most corrupt leadership that this nation has seen in the modern era. But Donald Trump didn't cause this rot. His team is just a very visible example of it. The problem of corruption is enormous, but we can tackle enormous problems. We've done it before, and we can do it again. That's why I'm introducing the Anti-Corruption Act. This is a landmark piece of legislation that would break the stranglehold that the wealthy and the well-connected hold over our government. The rich and the powerful are going to hate parts of this bill, but we're not here to work for them. Sign up now to support the Anti-Corruption Act and help us make this government work for the people. Look, a lot of our elected officials are uninformed. Welcome back in 347 You're listening to the serious side of the J-Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best. That was President Obama during the uh, midterms. We know what happened this year. The Republicans took a butt kicking. And I still think that they haven't faced the reality of that they lost. It's a done deal. In a few days, Nancy Pelosi will be the House, the Speaker of the House. Uh, the Democrats will begin the process of finally holding this administration to justice and accountable for the things that they do. So, you know, Jerome, now a lot of people, I remember we came on the air uh, after that election, midterm election, and all of us, we were disappointed because, you know, obviously Stacey Abrams didn't win, uh, you know, Andrew Gillum didn't win. And, but I remember you saying, hey, Guess what, folks? Democrats still won the day. Y'all looking at the high-end parties, but look at what's going on beneath the surface. And, man, you were right as rain. So uh, you want to take a bow now, or what are we doing here? No, no. I'm not taking no bow. <laughs> it's just that, um... Okay. Um, you know, I do that for a living. That's all I can say. I'll look at him being honest. Okay. So, I can't think about that. So, I'm supposed to have well, well, Okay, but well, here we go. That's the problem. I'm supposed to have, I shouldn't be guessing, uh-huh. right? I, I shouldn't be guessing. You shouldn't be guessing. That's true. I, I mean, but, but Jerome, here's the deal. This is what I want to dig into when we talk about what happened during the midterms. Um, this is probably the, the most diverse Congress that's, Congress that's coming to coming to, the, to to Washington here in a few days. I mean, what type of impact, what did that say to you when Americans went out and said, okay, we're going to give the Democrats the House of Representatives? But then again, they, the Republicans kept the Senate. So does that send mixed messages, or what happened there? Is, you know, 
to talk to us about that whole thing because some people are like, yeah, they won the House, but they gained two seats in the Senate. But, you know, you said at the time, that's not a big deal, and I want you to elaborate on that again because of the atmosphere and the settings and the whole nine yards. Well, no, it, the reason it's not a big deal is because more Republican seats, I'm sorry, more Democratic seats were um, um, up on the Senate side, right? So the next Senate race, the, Dem- the Democrats are probably going to do very well and take back the Senate because there are going to be less um, seats that's going to be defended in Republican strongholds. So these were Republican strongholds this time around. So it was not that surprising, although we thought the climate was a little bit different. The next race, the next Senate race, you're going to watch Democrats take a whole bunch of seats because they didn't have to defend. um, They won't have to defend as much this time around. Republicans are going to be on defense, and you're going to watch those seats swing. So it's just a matter of timing. It's it's not that the – the, Dem- the Republicans took a butt whooping all the way across the board. And so when you think, oh, the, the Republicans want to sit it, Senate, that's a misnomer, right? The misnomer is that in the red states where there were mostly Republican strongholds, they kept their seats and gained a couple. But the Democrats gained a couple in what? In Arizona and a couple of other mm-hmm. places that nobody saw coming. So the next time that, the next race that goes, the Democrats will have the advantage on the Senate races. So if the climate is exactly the same on the next race, the Democrats are going to take the Senate pretty doggone easy. I don't know if that helps, eh, but the trick is well, that... No, well, you know, I, I think it does. I, I think it does. I think that, you know, it's that atmosphere, right? You were saying that it's the atmosphere. The bottom line is that this coming... You know, so let me ask you a question for you. Though. The climate was you don't bad think it's for so what, I, what I mean by that is, is that, like you were saying, that they had more to defend, you know, the whole nine yards. But now when it comes around again, so let me ask you a question. Just let's cut to the chase. When do you think that, uh, that, that the Senate and the House will be controlled by the Democrats? Do you think by the next midterm elections that that's going to happen, or do you think that the Senate will still remain a part of the Republican Party? I mean, will be still controlled by Republicans? Um, so what we're talking about, um, let's see. So we're talking the next presidential. Right, 2020. Right. So, right. right. so we're talking two years. So yep. Democrats have a really good advantage. So if there's probably going to be a Democratic president and a Democratic Senate and a Democratic House. Because they're not going to lose the you House. you think America's going to want that, though? All three part, you know, parties to control all three uh, all three of the legislative yeah. branches, the executive. You think so? I don't think. I don't think yeah. America thinks like that. I don't think it's not like we give too much credit to somebody like philosophically figuring out who won what, and I'm voting for this guy on this one, but this guy on that one. We don't think like that. The climate is going to make it so that all of those people who are lying in your face are going to mm. probably lose mm. because it, okay. because by the time this Mueller investigation is done. I guarantee you some congressmen and some senators are going to be um, implicated in those reports for them obstructing, Mm. for them providing cover, right? There is no way to really get out of that. They really have to be in a Republican stronghold. And if you look at what happened in California in those House races, which were 
primarily Republican strongholds. Democrats took, I think, six, six out of the, I'm sorry, seven out of the eight areas that were Republican strongholds. So there's mm-hmm. something else that's going to go. And like I said, once those reports come out and you start seeing other people get ar- arrested and indictments and them unleashing the report within the next, like, six, seven months, there was going to be some mm-hmm. other fallout by the next um, congressional and presidential race. So I, it drives me nuts to even watch people talk noise about it depends on what Democrat runs and what's his agenda and this and that, and they shouldn't do this. And it drives me nuts watching that stuff because they're speculating like everything is normal. You have a guy there that's lying constantly. You have a re- Republican um, administration and a Congress and a Senate that covered for him. Mm-hmm. I don't think people right. are going to be able to, to stomach that too much longer. So, you know, and then we have That's to watch out point. for the Democrats who are running to keep status quo, just like the Republicans as well. Yeah, that's a good point. You bring up a good point. Let's bring in Miss Kathleen Williams. She's in the house, the pastor. How are you, Kathleen? Welcome to the serious side. How are you? Hi. Good morning, everybody. God bless hey, you. I am still. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh. Hey, uh, good morning. And I'm still under the weather, but I'm excited oh. that this 2018 is almost over. And I wanted to say Look. that I know Jerome is so humble and. You know, he's like, this is his job and everything, so he's not going to take a bow, but I'm going to take a bow. As soon as my pain take a bow starts, for I'm going to take a bow. Because I, yes, because I was right there with him. Remember I was saying that, hey, no, we already won. Even before the the election happened, I'm like, nope, Democrats already right. won. Yep. yep. So I, right. I, as soon as my pain spotlight. ends, I'm going to take a real nice big bow. <laughs> <laughs> take that spotlight. There you go. Take a bow. You call them right. When you call them like you see them, you got to take credit for all they get. So as we, agree, as we continue to – Yeah, there you – oh, there he is. Here he comes. Uh, so so as we look at this, though, as we look at what happened in November, let me swing around to you, uh, Johnny, here real quick. When you saw the results for the elections in November – uh, and you saw that the, you know the Democrats won the House, and you know the Senate picked up two seats. That's something that President Trump holds on to. We picked up two seats. We picked up two seats. Uh, but when you look at that whole situation, you look at the scenario. Now, how should the Democrats approach this session? Should they start going after Trump for impeachment? I mean, so I mean, what do you think? Because they have to be careful here, too, because, you know, I looked at a poll the other day, and, you know, only 39% of Americans think that this guy should be impeached, right? And so there's 38 that says, uh, you know, leave him alone. 39% said, no, I'm sorry, I'm getting them mixed up. 39% said leave him alone. 38% says he needs to be impeached. And then the remaining percentage, percentile, 40 or whatever that comes out to, were saying, okay, but he needs to be censored. What does that say? That we have the American public where, because if you look at the numbers, really only 30% of Americans saying, hey, look, let this guy, or 38, 39% are saying, look, let this guy continue to do his thing. Over 60% of Americans are saying either he needs to be impeached or censored. Has Donald Trump done irreversible damage to the presidency, in your opinion? Oh, certainly. Uh, uh, he has diminished the, what people have deemed to be the greatest office 
in, in, in the world. He has diminished it uh, to where there is no standard, there is no integrity, there is no character, there is no foundation. Uh, there, there's no there's no young people out there inspiring to be the president after seeing Donald Trump and his performance uh, in, in that particular office. Um, I, I do have to uh, go back and, 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 and share sentiments with, with what uh, what Jerome indicated uh, in regards to it's really not over as far as this blue wave. I know here in this state here, none of our U.S. senators uh, came up on the ballot this year, but yet what we were able to do in as a state uh, was to chip away at the majority uh, leads that they had in both the, the, the House and and the North Carolina Senate. So I do think that you will see more that will trend towards um, seeing a more balanced government. Now, uh, I, I will probably uh, get, get, get some conversation and some dialogue, but I do be, I'm one who believes that there has to be split government. I think whenever one party has total control, then people stop governing, and they start uh, doing the politics that of lying and, and, and giving false wishes to to their constituents. Now, that brings me to yeah, but you're in line with President there. Obama, though, Johnny. What? I mean, that's what President Obama said. I mean, we need to have two healthy parties, yeah. right, to govern. I mean, President Obama said this. Well, I, I definitely agree with that, and I think because of what we have seen, just the polarization of uh, what is what is a, a staunch Republican and what or who should be a Democrat, people have began to set back and, and, and really. Uh, become volatile with this here you know it's like all or none but to me diversity diversity keeps people honest and whether that's by race by gender uh whatever it might be socioeconomic background i do think diversity keeps people ultimately humble but yet honest now as far as the democratic party i'm 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 one who will say this right here um donald trump's fate is already sealed whether they move towards impeaching him or not, that's not going to improve my quality of life at all. So from that standpoint, I probably share some sentiment like some of, of, of the Americans out there who sit back and say, you know what, let the politics and the judicial system take care of itself. What the Democrats need to really do and what the independents and what our political leaders really need to do is get an agenda that's going to bring some equality to the socioeconomic base, um, health care reform. You know, we are getting a more aged society. As people begin to live longer, then there's going to be need to have some type of transitional housing for our elderly parents. Um, you know, uh, you, you've got more mental health issues on, on, on the front end of, of this here because of the, the, the school systems are going more away from the public schools. And, and really what they're doing with that is, is they're dividing, they're being divisive because of the socioeconomic. You know, you've got charter schools now that are being developed. There's no more than private schools, to be quite honest. And you only are allowed to get in those school systems because of your, your, your zip code. So quite honestly, if, if our next wave of politicians, whether it be Democrats, Republicans, or Independents, if they are concerned about their constituents, that that's my only concern. I don't think that the Democratic Party can do anything more than just govern. If they govern according to the needs of their people, then that'll be enough for me. And like I said, as far as Donald Trump being impeached, uh, the, the judicial system will take care of of, of itself. 
uh, for the Democrats to get in there uh, after January the 6th and say, you know, we're going to pin our ears back and this is what we're going to do. Don't waste time for that. There's a lot more damage that he has done uh, as far as the, the, the imbalance of power with that office of influence and putting people's lives in danger and in jeopardy every day. You know, whether it be through health care, whether it be through this bravado that now some Caucasian Americans feel like they can impose their will upon people. You know, th- these are the things that I hope that we focus our attention on and not necessarily sitting up here, you know, looking at trying to get this crook out of office. You know, uh, earlier earlier in the conversation we were talking about Michelle Obama sitting down with Oprah uh, Kathleen and uh, because you know obviously Michelle's trying to sell that book and we just want to see her again because uh, she was such a fantastic first lady and they asked her about the passage in her book uh, where she talked about not forgiving Donald Trump uh, for spreading these rumors about her husband being from Kenya and I thought when that was a profound moment of that interview for me because you can tell she was really upset behind that and she talked about how this is not a game Okay, you can't go around and say these things because you have crazy people in this country that will try to take action because they feel that it's their patriotic duty to save their land that they stole from the Indians. You know, it reminds me of that situation that happened with that guy who showed up at that pizza place because some person said that Hillary Clinton was running a sex shop out of some pizza place, and this guy shows up with guns. And so Michelle Obama was saying, look, my daughters are out in the world. And so for you to say something like this, she said, I want to make sure that the American people understand that this is not a game. You cannot lie about these types of things. So when you hear about, you know, Michelle Obama saying things like this and you think about what Donald Trump has done, you know, my question to you is pretty much the same I had for Johnny. Do you think that Donald Trump, two questions, do you think Donald Trump has done, you know, permanent uh, damage to the presidency, one, and two, is it? It's the duty of the Democrats to do everything in their power to get this clown out of office as soon as possible. Because right now we are, in my opinion, at a national crisis. You hear Republicans saying this guy is dangerous. We got to get rid of him. So don't you think that the Republicans, I'm sorry, the Democrats, as soon as they take office, would it be a mistake for them to go after impeachment to try to get this guy out of office for the good of the land? Okay, so I'll take question number one first, which was, um, do I think he's done irreparable harm? And yes. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to I'm going to use a tennis analogy if I could, and say okay. um, when Ven- when Venus and Serena <clears throat> came into their came into their you know queendom of in tennis, right? Absolutely. My girls, I love them. Yes, absolutely. They did irreparable harm to the, you know, to the the boredom of women's women's tennis. They ripped Uh that thing up and changed it, turned it around, and everybody had to go back to the drawing board to figure out how to play this game now that women were always capable of playing but never did play because they didn't have this example of excellence, right? Now, I'm going to use Donald Trump as the absolute reverse of that and saying, okay, so they did it, but it made it a better game. He did it, and I think even though with his horrible uh, leadership, his despicable behavior, I am hoping 
that the harm that he brought to the office will wake us all up and make us change the game and, if necessary, the Constitution to make sure that an idiot like that can never get in office again. And if they do, there's a way to change and and, uh, control him or her so that the kind of mess that we see him doing cannot happen again. They need to be able to see, okay, now this idiot slipped through. And he has he has changed the game so much so that we can't do business as usual because it was failing before anyway, just not in the obvious uh, because of social media and so forth. And this is the first tweeting president, the first time that we're able to see every step of um, this madness because of his maddening not narcissism. Anyway, so, yes, I think he's brought irreparable harm, but I think that we can make something good out of it. Then the second part of your question okay. is, that do the Dem- I'll be quick. I hear you moving me. The Democrats... No, 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 no. I was just, you, said something that, that's, you said something that's going to trigger some more questions from me. I'm going to start provoking. I mean, get, oh, go great, ahead. No, no, great, I'm not great, saying because of the time. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> and then, so then the other part is, do we need to do everything imaginable to get him out of office? I'm going to say yes. And also, um, do, do the Democrats have to step their game up? And I'm going to say yes to that, too. And I do want to see a single party right now. And if they, I agree with President Obama, yes, there should be two parties, but one of them shouldn't be the Republican Party or the way the Republican <laughs> Party is acting right now. Because they, they, they are not a party. They are, what do you call it? Uh, they're kowtowing. Um, you know, brown-nosing, whatever. They are they're spineless right now, and they're watching somebody take the country to hell in a handbasket. So that's not the opposite party. That's not somebody looking out for the good of the people and the, um, the, the up, up, uh, uplifting the country and making sure that we don't go into a gazillion-dollar budget deficit over some idiot that wants to build a wall that won't work anyway. That's not a party. That you know. So if and if they can't handle it, we have enough. Uh, we have enough Democrats that are right leaning that they basically should replace the Republican Party. Split up the Democratic Party and let them become two parties, and then or something. They need to do something. But that's not the second party. And as far as I'm concerned, let all the Democrats come in there because they won't do it. At, you know, a hundred percent anyway. But let them come in and actually do some work and correct the, the, the problems that we have and uh, fix all this crap, that, remove all the idiots that he put in place in places, especially these small places that we think we don't see, that, that they think we don't see. Get rid of Carson. Get rid of the, the person in the United Just fix that. That's what I'm Just give everybody a pink slip on Kathleen. Or they would have done it already. You know, so, yeah, uh, Kathleen really says something. She says something, Jerome, that uh, I don't want to give you the last word on this, uh, but I want to get your response to something that she said. You know, she said that the American people, you know, are not going to pretty much, and I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, not going to pretty much put up with this nonsense anymore. And American people can see what this is all about. But we, we all, we, look, 
we had a call last week of people who think this guy's doing an outstanding job. We had we had a guy who called here and talked about that you know the Democrats don't want to have you know uh, don't want to protect the the border. I, I mean it's like you know this guy lies to them and it's like oh well you know yeah he lied but at the same time we really need this. It's just the fact that they cannot see. But this guy is a bold-faced liar. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't read. And it's it's dangerous. You know, a, a, a wall. I mean, really? I mean, what, what are we talking here? I'll give you the last word on this, Drew. Mm. Well, I have to say that, um, you know, Kathleen is right on this. I, I had that same thought about, um, you know, about understanding that we can't keep looking at the world like we need to by the party system is healthy and, and all of that good stuff. When Obama first yep. got in office, the blue dog Democrats were acting like Republicans. Right? Yep. So to even say we need to put Republicans in there to create balance is crazy to me because the Democrats don't all think alike. And apparently the Republicans don't think alike because they have control of the House and the Senate and they won't pass that nonsense that he there wants. There you go. That he wants to That's pass. a good point. So good point. to actually act as if your party affiliation makes you independent or not is not a good way of thinking. It's just it's a two-party system, and it's how you get money. And run as an independent. If you're if you're a Republican, um, run as an independent. You'll still get Republican donors. You'll still be able to talk to people. Don't think that your party system has something to do with, um, you know, you're, you're held hostage to the beliefs of that whole party. Right, you have to have a belief in something, but it is not really um, reasonable to, for us to believe that two-party systems has helped us out um, at all. Nor is it reasonable to believe that if the Democrats take over, then there won't be gridlock, or there won't be diverse thoughts, or if there's mm-hmm. too many Democrats, we we need to vote so that there's not too many Democrats in there. I mean, we did just see what happened when there was a bunch of Republicans in there. You almost got your health care taken away, and they defunded every doggone thing. We know what too many of them did. So if you're one of those people who do want, um, you know, who are who, who are leaning Democrat or who wants a little bit more balance in there, why not go back to the Democrats? Because you did try the Republicans and see what that bought you. So I, I don't think that in yeah. all fairness tell anybody to vote for somebody just because they're one party or the other. Because we don't want to meet them. That's true. All right. Wow. 1999, don't you want to go? 2018, the year review. Continue this conversation on the other side. It's too much to pack into a two-hour show, but we'll try our best. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. The serious side continues after a short break. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer, both of my daughters were pregnant, and everything I was looking forward to turned into everything I was going to miss. First words, first steps, being there for my grandchildren, for my daughters. Today, those babies are three. I'm with them all the time. I don't know what's next, but I know I'm here today. My name is Alanthea Pena. And I'm Susan G. Coleman. 
of the most exclusive clubs in the world, people who call themselves the most powerful person in the world, the president of the United States. In fact, Bill Clinton, who, uh, of course, ran against George H.W. Bush in the 92 presidential election and beat him, and later formed a close friendship with him, issued a statement reading, in part, few Americans have been or ever will be able to match President Bush's record of service to the United States. He never stopped serving. I saw it up close, working with him on tsunami relief in Asia and here at home after Hurricane Katrina. I am proudly, profoundly grateful for every minute I spent with President Bush and will always hold our friendships as one of my life's greatest gifts. Barack Obama said America has lost a patriot and a humble servant. While our hearts are heavy today, they are also filled with gratitude. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. Of course, 2018 saw the loss of some great Americans. Barbara Bush passed away. President George H.W. Bush passed away. Of course, Senator John McCain, to name a few. Uh, so anyway, uh, 2018 has been a great year, but as always, you know what time it is. We have to say hello to the people that's on the panel. Say good morning to the very lovely Miss Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, how are you doing today? Doing outstanding. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree is in the house. What's up, Jerome? How you doing? Hey, good, bro. How you doing? Doing outstanding. The resident Texas in the house. You can hear his voice. What's going on, Johnny D? And the place to be. How are you, sir? Bless. Bless and thank you. Of course, man, it gets the first and last word here on the serious side. And one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, everyone. All right, Mr. Elias, uh, can we say hello to some folks in the chat, sir? Uh, Covina Man was the only one in there. I don't know if people Kavina, have any man. problems what, uh, getting Kavina? in there. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, let's say, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. And to well, reiterate, what's up to some uh, one of our uh-huh. one of the big three is a big Trump supporter, man. Well, that's yeah, okay. He, uh, I'm sorry, he can support he's Trump if he wants yeah. to. We still yeah. gonna say hello to Easy Rider. He's been listening to the show for a very long time. What's up, Easy Rider? What's going on, St. Clinton? I know he listens uh, when he gets an opportunity. Uh, also, I know Marianne Music's in the house. I got a text from her earlier today. Good morning, good morning, good morning. The pastor's in the house. What's up? I know other people are listening as well, but unfortunately, once again, I can't see you. I'm so sorry. Momo Beezy is in the house. That was special announcement yeah. coming up after we introduce our Director of Social Media Outreach, Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? I'm doing great. How's everybody doing? Great, doing great, well. great, good sister. Well, the 18 is finally coming to an end. Sarah Nara. So now, tell people how to stay in contact with the show when we're not live, if you don't mind. We'll do. Uh, if you want to keep up, with the TJRS Radio Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And all three pages have the same ending handle. Facebook.com slash group. Twitter.com. Instagram.com slash TJRS Radio. And if you want to email about anything, email at the serious side at outlook.com. Keep up with us. All right. 
Got some a couple announcements to make. First of all, congratulations to Dr. Princess Odelia McNair. I think she just she got married here recently. Yes, congratulations, congratulations to good doctor. Doc. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. If you want to hear my true response to this, uh, which is a segue into my next announcement, tune in tomorrow night. That's right. The J. Rouse Show will be back on air tomorrow night to bring in the New Year. So you need to tune in. You'll hear from all the old people. You know, Momo Beasley will be there. Miss Terry will be in the house. All your favorites from the show. Now, Vanessa is on a cruise, and she said that she wanted to be a part of the show. And, you know, but God dang it, she's not going to be here. So, you know, we're going to have to do something for her. So, you know, hey, you may get a double I won't be there either, man. <laughs> you won't be there either? Where will you be? I'm at a comedy show, man. Yeah, I got tickets to a comedy show, man. My partner's in town, and he's, uh, we're going to a comedy show, man, for the for the midnight, uh, bringing the new year. I'm just not oh, hearing about this, so, hey. man. Well, yeah, I know, Miss Elias. You know, it was Momo B's fault. She'd bring this stuff. Oh. You know how she is. She, mm-hmm. she, you know she I love Momo B. That we, you know, I love Momo I know you know I love Momo. You know I love Momo, man. That's my girl there. Ah, you know, wow. we all love Momo. Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be me with the girls. So that's good because you won't run interference. So tune in tomorrow night. <laughs> we'll be bringing the New Year's in like we used to do back in the day. J. Ryle's show on the air tomorrow night at uh, Marat. I think 11 o'clock, 11 p.m. Tune in. You can stay at home, listen to the music, you know, do what you do, and uh, you can hang out with us here on the TGRS Radio Network. I'm kind of looking forward to it, to be honest with you. The show went off there two years ago, but Wait. we'll be back doing what we do. Yes, 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 Jackie. <laughs> I, I just said, can't wait. Oh, yeah, I can't wait either because I have some words to say to you. And you'll really hear how I feel about Dr. Princess Odilia's marriage. Tune in tomorrow night and you'll get just the unfiltered. Really? <laughs> oh, God, wow. you know I have to do it. All right. 347-850-1272. Uh, we're looking at 2018, uh, the year review. Uh, we, we heard, you know, a lot of stories took place. Uh, this past year You know one of the things that I forgot that actually took place And this is what I was talking about the last set Johnny Is the fact that you know the Parkland shootings Happened in March But it just seemed mm. like it was so long ago That yeah. this presidency wow. And what we've been living in In the last two years It's like it's all a blur It's like the Parkland shootings happened When those high school kids were killed And um, you know So when we go back and look at all the things. What story stood out for you in 2018 that uh, you'd like to talk about here? Uh, you know, Joe, there, there's been so many. Uh, clearly, the, the Trump uh, week to week, uh, the shootings, uh, health care. It's just been a, a, a pretty informative <laughs> year. So I, I can't really? necessarily say. One specific thing stands out to me the most. Uh, again, I, I'm just thankful to to have reunited with, with with you and some of the other brethren that I hadn't seen in so many years. So personally, that that that's the thing that stands out for me the most. But from a newsworthy standpoint, <laughs> well, everything Johnny, has just I, been uh, yes. Yeah. I apologize yeah. for the trauma that you have experienced in the last year, then man. I really <laughs> apologize for that. No, no, definitely. And, and, and you know, another thing that that I I, I was entertained by was uh, the election day broadcast, and, and 
and and Les's uh, conversation <laughs> with with that one gentleman who yeah. what forty fifty minutes. I mean, yeah, yeah. man. So <laughs> hey, it, it has been a, a a great year in regards to being able to inform people and just being a part of it. So I don't have any one thing that that stands out, but uh, like the cumulative, it has just been a pretty interesting year. And well, Jay, we could take one uh, from the chat room, can't we? Because Kavina Man had uh, one in there, man. Yeah. What did what Kavina Man talk about? Well, okay, well, you know, Kavina Man is part of the show. So what did Kavina Man say? He said, one area I thought did not get enough coverage was Russia's targeting black voter suppression. What suppression? You know, he, he's right about that. We, we, you know, let's, let's talk about that. Because one of the things that, that we noticed when this whole thing happened with Facebook, Jerome, was they showed how these Russian agents were targeting African Americans with some of the pages that they put up there. You know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, we, you know just not Black Lives Matter per se, but they were using monikers and things of that nature trying to draw in the black vote. So you don't realize what type of impact the Russians really had on the election and what they still what they're still doing, Jerome, on social media. These pages are still there. Yeah, they've caught some of them, but trust me, they're still there and people are falling for this nonsense. That's one of the reasons why I don't really go on Facebook, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't I'm not on Facebook like that anymore. Because you never know what you're subscribing to. You never know who, what, how and when. Who's the person behind the green curtain in the land of Oz? What say you? Well, you know, it's, um, yeah, you can't really measure that, but it just kind of shows that they did have some help because to actually play off of um, off of black folks' discontent, like they really had to know what buttons to push um, as far as what buzzwords would make us react or feel a certain kind of way. And, you know, just like the whole Hillary Clinton using the term, um, super predator with black folks. A lot of people didn't know about that or didn't remember. And that was on Facebook and it was sending out and they did a good job of trolling that, but technically if she wouldn't have said it, then technically we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have had a problem. But they did play off of that and what it did like they, you know, was reporting that there was a lot of activists, a lot of people who were out there that said that they're not gonna vote. Right? And just like the current assessment of the presidential election i can tell you this people did not like hillary and it was because of some of the stuff that she did in the past it was some of the targeting that was done that made us um um, conscious of it but if we stayed conscious like that all the time anyway we probably wouldn't vote right until we started getting some candidates who um understood the black community a little bit better so it was the russians that tampered with that and um you know waved Wave the the flames of that fire to make it a little bit bigger than and magnified it a little bit bigger than it was um, than it would have normally been in any other election cycle. So yeah, it, that's a big story, and we need to understand being manipulated. But manipulated with something that's true opposed to something that's false is very different. So if they if they didn't lie mm-hmm. to us and they told us the truth, made us mad at her, then so be it. But believe me, mainstream media was not, they never told black folks anything that's of interest to black people, right? So we knew the stuff about Fred Trump and his and um, his Klan affiliation. We knew that this stuff about Donald Trump Jr. Um, retweeting stuff from neo-Nazis. Well, 
major, major media didn't even play that up either. So it could have went both ways with Russians just saying, we need to put this out there just to get them to not want to participate in the process. So we need to be smarter anyway, so however that goes. No, no, but but you're right about that, you know. And and but but Kathleen, but you hear what he just said. So really, it did have an effect on the on, on, on the election because of all these fake pages that were out there, and and, and how they created. You know, they, what they did was they pitted one group against another. I mean, you had the white pages that were up trying to slam Black Lives Matter, and then you had you know the pages that represented that was supposed to represent African Americans slamming. I mean, it was just this whole thing that the Russians did, and America are still falling for this nonsense. They are continuing to fall for this. Well, um, yeah. And this is... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to laugh. Because we, I think we're getting our um, proverbial underwear in a bunch because it's the Russians. But if we think back to Dr. King, Malcolm X, Mega Evers, it was the United States government doing the same thing. Right. Now it's the Russians. Now it's the Russians. So we're like really tripping. We have to know that um, they probably, <laughs> Jerome, you said it best. They had help. Like somebody taught them how to do this. And I wonder who did that. Yeah. Wait till we well, see who, that go, who goes to jail for that, right? <laughs> Aiding. So, you know, <laughs> go, go ahead, Rome. No, no, no. I was just going to say aiding, aiding the, um, the a foreign a hostile foreign nation in manipulating their citizens. Let's see if, yeah. if there's charges brought on that. So, you know, all this, all the um, big major wigs that what's-his-name had working for him that were actually in, currently at the same time working for him and working for foreign governments and manipulating all kinds of stuff, that could have come from any place, you know? Uh, because we, we we are fixated on the fact that uh, what's-his-name doesn't read and that he doesn't know what he's doing, but he's got a whole lot of people around him that do. And they are, and he's linked up with, um, you know, the Joker, if you will, if I can do a Batman reference. I don't know if I'm references today. You know, he's listed, but, but the Joker was smart, you know? So he's linked up with a bunch of people that are like, oh, yo, man, we'll give you a hotel if you give us the government. It's back to, you know, Satan talking to Jesus on the mountain. You know, look at all this. You can have all this. Just give me your, you know, give me what I need. And so Trump is like, okay, well, would it say Trump on it in gold? Yeah, well, maybe we could do something. So he just sold out the whole country. So anyway, I wanted to answer the question also about the, um, the year. So what did I think was incredible about 2018? Wakanda forever, baby. Black Panther. I was <laughs> ah, so that's excited. right. <laughs> that's right. Wakanda forever. And then we'll go from there to Get Out, which was the movie that nobody saw coming. That, I mean, not, not us, of course. We saw it coming. Um, but uh, Jordan Peele, my gosh, he came out with basically no backing and blew the movie industry inside out, upside down. So the, the, um, the black community has made a phenomenal impact on, um, you know, movie and film. And it, was, it went way beyond even a movie experience. 
And the thing that has really bothered me, essentially, is that nobody really wanted to pick up the the toys, the clothing, the books, and all of the other stuff, you know, because um, even, um, what's my brother's name that wrote, Ta-Nehisi Coates wrote the comic book. So we had just some really, really fantastic inroads in areas where we haven't seen it like that before collectively, and we still see that the racism of those industries had an impact because, I don't know, where, where did, everybody had to go undercover to find Wakanda T-shirts, um, you know, all the stuff that they would have put out had it been a Batman movie. Uh, so anyway, I, Wakanda Forever was phenomenal. And uh, Get Out with George, Jordan Peele, um, the inroads that he made was fantastic because the money he made on that movie uh, far surpassed a lot of other first-time movie makers. And then the last thing that I wanted to bring up, and I could go on, but I'll just bring one more, which is that Serena Williams has now gotten the tennis industry to recognize her cat scoop cat suit and she's able to wear it yeah. and uh and I love the fact that she went off on that um the rest at the uh US Open yeah. and yes I'm, I love that fact and I love the fact also that three or four black women were the finalists in the US Open last year they said they would I know they wouldn't let it happen again last year because last year the president of the US Open uh, Katrina, it was a black woman. The person who gave the check mm-hmm. at the to the winning woman at the U.S. Open, who was a black woman, was a black woman from Chase, and the winner was a black woman. U.S. Open. I was in tears. I still have to bring that up. Those are tears. So this year they had the person coming from Chase. She was white, and they had, um, oh my God, Chrissy Everett uh, insert herself in all the pictures. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what is Chrissy Everett doing? I like Chrissy Everett. She's a, big, she's a big Serena fan. She's a big Serena yeah, fan. But she I didn't like do Chrissy anything. Everett. What was she in the pictures for? It was supposed to be the singer of the president. <laughs> okay, what was she in the pictures for? That had never happened before. She was a commentator. What was she doing up there? Yeah, they were yeah. trying to seduce well, yeah. the black. You know, let's look no, at the black. Let's get good. Hello. Yeah, I, mean, I listen. I'm just she, calling. She was. Uh, she's trying to light up. There it is. Like yeah, I, I, I knew Chuck D was. I knew Chuck D was gonna jump in there. Go ahead, Jerome. Go ahead, Chuck D. Let me tell you something. <laughs> There's more than two black people in the room. Somebody's gonna jump in it just to lighten it up. That's all I want to say. Right? Like, what, 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 that has uh, never happened before. Never. That you yeah. have a commentator up there taking pictures. That's never happened. Right. Well, but they had it. Well, I think she represented. I think she's won the most U.S. Opens, right? I, I don't know. I I, I give up. I'm pulling Oh, Jay, trying to but help you, 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 Yeah, I know. I pull up. I pull up. That's because I really like her. I really like her because she's really a big Serena Williams fan. She won the most U.S. Opens, Jay, but that was how many thousands of years ago, and she's never been. I don't know. I told you, I was just reaching for straws, Kathleen. I give up. I surrender. I'm waving the white flag. I surrender. She brought up Wakanda. She brought up those things. Oh, there it is. Okay, well, I, you know what? I'm done. Hey, it's been a nice show, everybody. Enjoy. Hey, <laughs> You, oh, you should know when we talk Wakanda. Don't even, don't even throw no salt in our game, okay? So to speak. <laughs> hey, listen, big fan. You know, 
but, but once again, it goes to show you how much stuff has happened. You know, you brought up Wakanda, you brought up movies. You know, we we talked about the, the the hate you give, which is another big powerful movie this year. You know, Creed two. That's a black African American director. Uh, smashed the box office with Michael B. Jordan. So I mean, yeah, I mean, black filmmakers have made an impact uh, this past year. And, you know, we're definitely proud of that. I mean, that story of Creed two with the you know the black love and and that whole thing. It's a beautiful thing to watch, and uh, it's good to see that. Uh, you know, this is being accepted by Americans, and you know, and it's getting this proper due. Michael B. Jordan's first uh, sequel; he's, he's never done one, and so uh, it was good. I, I mean, I'm glad that uh, you know we are starting to really make an impact in the in, in the uh, film industry. And it looks like Jordan Peele is going to have another movie out that looks crazy as all get out. I guess my daughter can't wait yeah. to go see it, but uh, yeah, it looks like it's nuts. That's some crazy stuff there, but hey, we'll, we'll we'll check it out and we'll give it its proper due. As we wind down, let me swing around. You know, Johnny D, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, who was that? That was me. I just wanted to say that um, it, it's not that we are finally making an impact. We were doing this all along. Like you know, Michael B. Jordan didn't just become fantastic. And, uh, you know, the, the writers and Ta-Nehisi Coates and all of that, we were already doing this. So finally, it's been, we got enough of a, a, a narrow, a wide enough path of the narrow path to run through right. and get it and so that it, it was seen. Okay. All right. That's good. That's a good observation to make. All right. Let me swing it around here and ask everybody just one question here. And I want you to try to make it short, maybe 30 seconds or less. Something that you'd like to see in 2019, uh, that something that you don't want to see from 2018 goes to 2019. So anyway, what are you looking forward to, Johnny D? Let me start with you. 2019, man, what do you want to see, man? What, what, what's the one thing you'd like to see happen in 2019 that didn't happen in 2018? I'm 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 going to think more on the utopian side. Uh, I, I would certainly like to see legislation and togetherness, uh, bringing people more together um, instead of being divisive. That's that's kind of a broad stroke, but I, I think as people get a lot more benevolent in them, that that will potentially happen. But if I had to, you know, wish and desire for one thing, it would just be that the the hate that you that you see that's just so prevalent in, in today's society start to wean itself. Certainly, you know, this is not going to diminish overnight. But if we can just start bringing those gaps together and just you know draw closer together as just beings, that that's that would be my greatest desire and wish. Okay, that's a good one. What about you, Jack? We haven't heard from you, Jackie. Something that you'd like to see happen in 2019 that didn't happen in 2018? Um. Well, I can definitely chime in with what Johnny said. Just this hatred, man, and just this foolishness as a whole that's been just going on with this administration. I I need to see some change. Okay. Kathleen, same question. Okay. So for and this this is not personal stuff that we want to see happen in twenty nineteen or anything. Yeah, because I got a whole bunch I can say about that, but uh <laughs> no. Just Yeah, whatever it is, whatever it is. What you'd like to see in twenty from twenty twenty nineteen that didn't happen in twenty eighteen. It could be personal. 
Okay, great. So, well, the first thing I want to see is I want to read every single word, dot, comma, and exclamation point of the Mueller report. It's 2019. <laughs> I'm going to read it. I don't care if it takes me till 2020. I'm going to read the whole thing. And I want, to, I want to see that man removed from office in 2019 because I had predicted that it was going to happen in 2018. I was wrong. But I'm going for 2019 that we will have a new president and it better not be Pence. You all know I'm not feeling well today. So, uh, there's no filter. Thank you. Okay. It better not be Pence. But I would like to have the family move from the White House and um, and take all their cronies with them. That's 2019. And then um, the other thing I would like to see in 2019, I want to see, um, I would like to see uh, Colin Kaepernick do something in 2019. If he's going to play football, play football. If he's not, then whatever he's going to do, I want to see him, the redemption uh, happen. I'm going Barb Marley on you. I want to see redemption for Colin Kaepernick in 2019. (laughs) And then (laughs) and Serena Williams, um, I would like to see her back on top and get that uh, break that record. 24 or 25? Yeah, yes. that's what I was going to say, 24 and 25, absolutely. Tie it and then just have the all-time record. Even yes. though, yes. you know, it's, she's tied for the record, in, you know, outside of the open era because what Mark Court did, they, anyway, but, the, but yeah. Just blow the walls, blow Donald Trump's walls over. Just, just blow the walls down. <laughs> and let's, just, I wanted to go past even the men. Just, like, blow it all out, Serena. That's what I want to see okay. in 2019. All right. And then, you know, the personal stuff, I'll, I'll save that. But, you know, y'all could probably do okay. Got it. We'll read between the lines. Okay, uh, Jerome, man, uh, same question for you, sir. Okay. Let's see. I don't even know how to answer this. Okay, so something that I would like to see different in 2019, and what was the other one? No, basically, what would you like to see in 2019 that didn't happen in 2018? Oh, good. Okay, because it's the same thing. I would like to see um, Trump go to jail, and I would not like to see Trump in 2019. (laughs) I'd like to see him go to jail and then not see him no more. (laughs) That was how you really feel, Jerome. <laughs> okay, good. Thank wow. you very much. Man, let's hey. get the first and last word. Mr. Elias, man, same question for you, sir. I'd like to see the Trump administration go to jail. Oh, yeah, there you go. Woo! Yes, <laughs> That's the same thing? No, Pence is included in on that one. Yes, exactly. My bad. I left him out. Uh, oh, yeah. administration hey, go. Lock them up. Yeah. Lock them up. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, lock them up. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want to see? What I would like to see in 2019, I'd like to see them uh, change the the Constitution of the United States and allow President Obama to run for a third term. That's what I want to see in 2019. (laughs) It's wishful thinking, but that's what I want to see. (laughs) That's what I want to see. I want to see this man president again. It's just a shame that. uh, And and I kind of got that feeling, man, this guy is too good. And one one day this is going to come to an end. And I, you know, I was feeling that from day one. I'm like, he is just too smart. He is such a good man. He should be the president forever. He should be FDR all over again. 
Barack Hussein Obama. All right, that wraps up our uh, 2018 review show. But coming up next, Chatterbox for the final time this year, and I cannot wait to hear what's happening in on a need-to-know basis, the final edition for 2018. You're listening to the serious side. It's time for an NPR News update. We'll be back with all that and final thoughts. So go anywhere. You're listening to the serious side of the J.R.L. Show. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is calling for more peace talks in the new year with rival South Korea. South Korea's presidential blue house says President Moon Jae-in received a letter from Kim today following a year in which the two held three summit meetings. The letter comes as Kim prepares for his New Year's speech in which North Korean leaders traditionally announce policy decisions and goals. A hotel in Portland, Oregon says it has fired two employees after the police were called to remove a black guest who was talking on his phone in the lobby. The incident happened about a week ago. The guest, Jermaine Massey, accused the hotel of racial profiling. His attorneys have told Oregon Public Broadcasting that they intend to pursue legal action. A 71-year-old from France has embarked on the trip of a lifetime. Jake Saganero reports a French adventurer is trying to cross the Atlantic in a custom-made barrel-shaped vessel. Jean-Jacques Savant will attempt to reach the Caribbean with only ocean currents and trade winds, carrying his bright orange plywood capsule. Là, mon petit Before taking off, Savant gave media a tour of his Spartan quarters, measuring at about 65 square feet. The fish will be my television, he says, pointing to the portholes. Savant, who has been a paratrooper, pilot, and park ranger in Africa, will gather data on ocean currents using a solar-powered GPS. Savant will ring in the new year in the middle of the Atlantic, and he will celebrate his 72nd birthday alone next month. But he says he packs some foie gras and wine for the occasions. For NPR News, I'm Jake Saganaro in Paris. And I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News from Washington. It's time for Chatterbox, the final Chatterbox of 2018, where we go to the world-famous chat room and social media, a.k.a. my phone, because I don't have access to any of the streams. But, Mr. Elias, man, what do we have? Do we have anything from uh, from the uh, chat room? Yeah, Corvinus Van said this was the year of MAGA, terror on, the living, uh, terror on living while black. And then we got some of them from Boba Bright, but I refuse to read them because he's a racist or she's a racist. Whatever. I don't read nothing from racist people. Well, you're a cool person. All right. Uh, listen, I have uh, one from, I have a couple. I have one from Mariana Music saying that you guys are simply the best and that I love you and I will see you tomorrow night. We will see you tomorrow night as well. Well, I will. The rest of these people won't. I will. We'll see you tomorrow night. And, of course, the pastor's analysis is, look, what I would like to see in 2019, the serious side on a bigger platform. This show is a good, this show is a godsend. And it's a shame that more people will not have the ability to hear the knowledge that you guys put out on a weekly basis. May God bless the staff and crew, and you guys have a very safe 2018-2019 holiday celebration. Well, thank you, Pastor. We appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate that. And everybody else, I'm so sorry. I promise you I'm going to work on this. I promised last week I'd work on it, but uh, I didn't. <laughs> but I'm working on it this week. I promise I'll try to get you guys in there. I'm sorry. Just, you know, after, you know, nine years or seven to eight years or however long it was, you get these connections, and it's hard to reestablish them. So I, I promise 
that I'll try to make it happen for you. Who knows? Anyway. All right. Uh, something that uh, I've been waiting on, uh, and, you know, if you listen to this show, you know what uh, time it is. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Alright folks, it is time for the final edition of On a Need to Know Basis 2018 style with our main man, Mr. Jerome Street. Man, what do you have for us, Jerome, as we head out 2018 going into 2019? Well, you know, today is day five of Kwanzaa. It is near, it's purpose, it's the set personal goals that build and are beneficial to the community and the greater good. So if you don't know what the day is, it is Kwanzaa, day five. Just wanted to put that out there. Um, you know, I, I, was gonna, I was thinking about doing a year in review, but we'll do that next year, the first show of the next year. But in the meantime, okay. you know, we have lost a lot of people, so since we won't hear this in our Grammy tribute or any other show... I would like to review the people who have passed. That would be Winnie Mandela, mm-hmm. U- Secretary General of UN Kofi Annan, Aretha Franklin, Mary Wilson, yeah. um, the patriarch of the Jackson family, Joe Jackson. Mm-hmm. If you don't yep. know flavor in your ear, you need to go find out who Craig Mack is. Craig you know, Mack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Temptations, Dennis Edwards. Um, you know, right. Gosh, Edwin Hawkins, um, mm-hmm. Denise Bow. What you say? Oh. No, I said that's right. He did die this year. Wow. Yeah, Edwin Hawkins, yeah. Um, Olivia Hooker, who's the first black woman to be in the Coast Guard, and Linda Brown from Brown versus Border Education. You know, it's funny mm. when we say laws like that, we don't actually put them to people's faces. But Linda Brown just she recently passed. Brown wow. versus. And for you guys who are not early rap hip-hop folks, Lovebug Starsky, the DJ and rapper Lovebug Starsky, go YouTube him. Mm-hmm. Okay. William McCovey, who, was a, who played baseball for the San Francisco Giants, he passed. Mm-hmm. And um, um, Charles Neville, the Neville brother, passed as well. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I want to make sure I I did that before we before we started all today. You know, and there was you know some news stories that were underreported, and one was that um, Ghana offered African Americans and Caribbean people the right to return and the right of abode in 2019. So the concept of the right to abode under the immigration law is the person has the right to abode, shall be free to live and come and go into and from the country without hindrance. So a person of African descent in the um, before, um to be considered for the status of right to abode has to satisfy, satisfy the minister that he is of good character and can be attested uh, by two... Um, Guyanese folks, a notary public, a lawyer, senior public official, that kind of thing, has not been convicted of criminal offenses and been sentenced to imprison for a term of 12 months or more. If you have 
have some explaining to do, but they will still accept you. Um, they want you to have independent means, and you have to attain the age of 18, at least be 18 years old, and you have the right to abode in 2019 in Ghana. Okay. There's some other things, so, um, but you can check that out. But just want to let you know, for those of us who probably want and desire dual or triple citizenship someplace else, go get another citizenship. It allows you freedom to travel. Yeah. Now, um, a psychiatrist who rented his office to Trump's father said that he helped Trump avoid the, the Vietnam draft. Now, the doctor... Mm. The That's right. Said, I heard about that. Yeah, he died 10 years ago, and the daughter said that he um, gave Trump his um, infamous bone spur diagnosis as a favor. So <laughs> Dr. Elise um, um, Bernstein, who's 56, and Sharon Kessel, who's 53, made the claim in the New York Times saying that their father diagnosed Trump in 68. Now, a reporter asked Trump about this, and they said, which foot had the bone spurs? And he said, I don't remember. <laughs> you know why you don't remember? He, like, oh, left. he said, go back and look at the report, because he'll, re- he'll remember. Mm. I think burn- wow. bone spurs, yeah, it was like a cold. Like, he just mm. caught burn- bone spurs that day. Is this illegally avoiding a draft of crime? Yes, it is. I wonder what the so statute of limitations are on that. <laughs> I don't think there is one. I don't yes, think there is a statute of limitations. Give him an x-ray right now and see if he ever had bone spurs. Well, mm. we already know he don't because the doctor who diagnosed him said he didn't see one. So, um, right. Yeah. But I'm saying, even though you can look back and say there was no fractures in there, so... um Still well, can I have Rob, Robert Mueller's phone number, please? Okay, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, and, and shout out to New York State's new Attorney General. Um, what is her name? T- not Tish. Uh, Letitia James, because she is going. She's going to do something to that Trump campaign that's a little strange. So I just want to say that for her to the night be. We, I'm telling you, you cannot see it coming, but let him fire Mueller and do whatever he wants. But that black woman, Letitia James, is going to be the first person that he attacks. He, they have a habit of attacking women, and especially black women. But Letitia James is going to be on him if he shouts her name even one time. Mm. Yeah. He, are you trying to be nice James. to her? He better be. I know this, yeah, I know this James, and yeah, you're absolutely right. You know her? Uh-huh. She's not, yeah, yeah, she's not she's playing. Not, no. She is not playing. She is not playing. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, Democratic Senator Claire McCaskill, who who lost, by the way, her her Senate race, said that she's baffled to why incoming freshman Congresswoman Alexandria um, Ocasio Cortez has attracted so much attention since her surprise victory in, in New York. So McCaskill is the outgoing mm. senator from Missouri. Said that she doesn't know. Um, the new congresswoman, but she says, I'm not sure what she's done to generate that kind of enthusiasm, but I wish her well, and I hope she... Because she's yeah. a breath of fresh air, that's why. She, she said, anytime they go out, she, I, I love what she said, anytime that we go out and we can't pass a bill, we, should get, we shouldn't get paid either. 
Right. I, 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 you know, take accountability. That's why people love her. Cause they, she takes accountability. I think she's a breath of fresh air, man. I do. That's right. So, and integrity. Which yes. I don't think they know the, the definition of that. They know the no. word, but I don't think they know the definition. <laughs> yeah, I no, think no. be right. Now, besides, besides the obvious hating on, I want to say focus on Claire McCaskill, because this what I mean by blue dog Democrat. So she's supposed to be a Democrat, but she's hating on her. Huh. Right. Why is she hating on her? Because every time when Ryan, you know, came in on the Republican side, they were like, we got new young energy and we need to take in a different direction. She's like, I don't know what the big fuss is. Mm. That is yeah. our problem. So Claire yep. McCaskill, I'm not even mad that you lost. Hopefully somebody <laughs> else runs in Missouri as a Democrat and win. But those kind of Democrats, we need to get up out of there as well. Yeah. You shouldn't comment on her like that. Really? See, we, we can defend um, the new congresswoman all we want to, but we need to figure out what Democrats, like Kathleen said earlier, the Democrats need to start their own Republican wing of the Democratic Party and get up out of there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, 47% of adults hold Trump responsible for the um, for the government shutdown. While 33 blame Democrats, that's according to Reuters, uh, they conducted a poll right after the shutdown, and they're saying um, 47%, nearly 50% thinks it's Trump. I don't know why it's not higher. I'm only doing that story because I'm surprised it's not higher. Good Lord. All right, so after making a visit a, a visit to Iraq, Trump posted a video on Twitter of himself and some yes. baby seals. Let revealing, know where at. Yes, <laughs> revealing the special ops team's deployment and in, that they were in the country and that it was totally kept secret. Now, here, here is why they defend Trump way too much. One of the congressmen said that Trump, as commander-in-chief, has the authority to declassify information. So that was okay that he revealed that it was there. <laughs> they wow. went a long way to defend him, right? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, speak, speaking of Iraq, this month marks the 15th year since the U.S.-led invasion of Iraq, and Iraqi lawmakers have demanded that U.S. forces leave the country in the wake of Trump's visit, which politicians denounce as arrogant and a violation of Iraqi sovereignty. So politicians from both um, sides of their Congress, and it's Iraqi's divided parliament, called for a vote to expel U.S. troops and promised to schedule an extraordinary uh, um, session to debate the matter. So U.S. troops are stationed in Iraq as a part of the coalition against the Islamic State, is what they're saying, Islamic State terror group is kind of how they phrase it. But American forces withdrew in 2011 after invasion, but returned in 2014 with, um, you know, a coalition of other groups. So they should be probably be getting kicked out of there. Now, a New Jersey high school banned, um, I guess, a referee who forced the black student yes. to cut his hair, the 16-year-old. Yes. Yeah, I saw that story. That irritated the hell out of me, too. Yeah, they finally <laughs> fired him. But that school finally. said... They, yeah, they, the school said that they um, banned him from doing any of their um, their matches first. And now they're coming out saying that he, they fired him. Where is that right that 
people need to go touch somebody else's hair. I don't know what this is all about. Well, well the, the excuse he gave was the fact that uh, they, some, some sanction said he couldn't have his hair touching his shoulders, and his hair wasn't touching his shoulders. Wasn't touching his shoulders. Yeah, it was just he, a bunch he, of bull, he, man. Yeah, he just he just wanted some control over that kid, and yes. um, yeah. that's that's what I mean. How how white supremacy works? It's not that there's a policy; it's that all of them, in their own way, feels like they have the ability to make someone do something. Right? If it's the bus driver, if it's someone at the movie theater sweeping up, move your feet. You know, somebody does that. That's why we have all of these. Um, videos of you know people calling the police on black people like they're the law. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know another thing too about that story is the fact that okay he's gotten fired as a referee, but that's extra money for those guys, so it's not going to have any effect on his livelihood. I mean, please, I mean, no. something else needs to happen to him. That's extra well, cash for those guys. Right. Wherever else he works, as long as he don't work around no black people, is fine with me. But he needs to get fired yeah, from there. That's true. He may have been thinking that his strength, the guy was winning, right? So me and he yeah. may have thought that his strength was in his hair like Samson. <laughs> He's like, okay, you know what? Like, Here's how we can do this. Since I can't, since I can't steal joke. the vote. I can't steal the vote. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, right. we'll cut his hair. <laughs> All right, we have time for two more, Jerome. Give us two more, brother. Okay, okay. I'll make this one. I'll, I'll make them all. I'll run them all together. Michelle Obama <laughs> was um, America's most admired woman. Oprah was number yes. two. On the male side, President Barack Obama was number one. Forget everybody else. Now, Obama is now the first, um, one of the first place finishers in the short list of tying Dwight Eisenhower for the most times being... Um, voted most admire man um eisenhower had you know been there 12 times and this year marks 13th time in the 72 year um 72 years that gallup has sold hmm. so wow there you go obama's in there all right r&b singer donny hathaway will be honored at the grammy yes my father-in-law cool yeah and uh Stop. <laughs> Paula Stop so, um, and, and LeBron James is male athlete of the year Serena Williams is female athlete of the year According to AP And that is all I have I just wanted to run those together for good news And not give you a bad news story that Jay likes to hear <laughs> no, look at you See, put it on me, bring it here Alright, Roman, I can't wait so correctly, so I had to start the year In the year right And start it off right, so we are winners. Well, yeah, but next, yeah, but next week is your your year review, so I can't wait to hear that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Thank All you, those stories are coming back. You're the greatest. Awesome, <laughs> I, can right. I add one? I wanted to add one. Yes. There was uh-huh. a um, there was a poll for not add one to that actually. That was fantastic. I just wanted to throw something else in. There was a poll recently on who was the king of R and B, and um, I don't know uh, if all of you heard Bobby about Brown. That. But, Bobby Brown, everybody knows yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So anyway, it, it was going around, you know, and it, a lot of names popped in there, Bruno Mars and, you know, all kinds of stuff. But I was talking to my son about it, and I was just so proud of this because he said, no, the real king of R&B is, is Beyonce. 
I was like, oh my God, that is so awesome. Okay, we'll have a talk with him. Um, Yeah, thank you. Yeah, really. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, okay, we're all right. Thank you. We're 90 seconds out. I'm throwing it in. We're going to have a talk with him. <laughs> yeah, it's like mothers being the mother, mothers on fathers. They don't get me started. Okay, listen, uh, we're ninety <laughs> seconds away, so if you're listening live, we love you. You have a very safe New Year. Sixty seconds away, safe New Year. God bless you. Come on back next year. We have more to come. If you love us, you like us, you'll be back. And for all you guys who are listening on podcasts and iTunes and stuff, it is time for our final thoughts. And so, let's swing it around the table. Let's bring in, uh, let ladies go first around here. And Jackie, since we didn't hear a lot from you, let's let you go first. Final thoughts for 2018 and for the new year. Final thoughts. Well, this has been uh, a challenging year, but definitely a good year. Um, just really enjoyed um, just doing what I do, being a part taking apart what I do as being a part of this network and I just want to say I uh, love you all everyone that's a part of the TJRS radio network love you all definitely appreciate all of the listeners whatever have you and I hope you have a wonderful and blessed new year well said, Jackie. Thank you know what? Well, we appreciate you. You are the best. Even though I'm going to, you know, tune in tomorrow so I can really tell you how I feel about you. But tonight, <laughs> today, I love you. I saw your little comment, too, Jackie. I, I'll respond to your little comment that you said on uh, Facebook. I saw it. I, 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 I saw it. You want to hear what I have to say about that? Tune in tomorrow night. I, I saw it, but it, it's not the time or place for that. But thank you, Jackie. I love you so much. We love you, and thank you for what love you do you. for the TGRS Radio Network. You are a godsend. All right, Miss Kathleen Williams. Final thoughts for 2018. Yes, I um, uh, thank you so much for having me on this show. I am still Please. so excited about this. Um, you know, this platform and, of course, the platform of, uh, you know, it's free net news radio as well. And um, I I feel like it's a necessary, necessary uh, part of our society to have these venues. And so I'm, I'm so excited that I don't know what I did that God blessed me to know both of you and that I can hang out on both shows. And it really, it really oh, is God. an honor to me. So I thank God that... You are still doing this, that you have not given up, that you continue, both of you continue to bring news and a perspective that is lacking in our society to the Internet and to anybody who wants to listen. So I'm just delighted that I'm here. I'm delighted that you all are um, relentless about making sure that this voice is heard. So God bless both of you. And thank you so much for, um, you know, for, for finding your purpose and making sure that you follow it no matter what's going on. So congratulations to TJR's radio. And I, um, I hope that 2019 brings more amazing things to come. Oh, Kathleen, well, all I can say is is that uh, this is your show as well, and you're right. I don't know what I did to deserve to be blessed, to be in your presence. 
and I appreciate every day and every opportunity that I have to spend with you. I love you to pieces, and nothing you can do that can change that. God bless you, and thank you so much for being a part of the broadcast. Johnny D, final thoughts of 2018, sir. Well, I, I, I share the same sentiments as everyone. It, it has been an honor and, and a blessing and a privilege to be part of this crew, uh, these contributors, and, and the serious side uh, show. Uh, you know, there was a, a a birth of a group of uh, young men that I'm working with now because I was inspired by this show. You know, each week we talk about, you know, living while black and, you know, everybody is, is about educating and informing our young black men about how they need to prepare themselves. Uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's almost as if we extract the innocence from our young men uh, just to educate them on those those traps that uh, can be faced in America as being a young black male who, who lives in America. So out of that spawn the Square of Knowledge uh, group, and I've had an opportunity to meet twice uh, with the group, so we're doing some good work. Uh, and basically it was because of the commitment of this show. You know, each week you hear our listeners, you, you hear the contributors talk about uh, what we need to do. So, you know, stepping out there, putting together this particular, this form in 2019, I am looking at bringing it out into the community and doing more with it. So, again, you know, you, you take one opportunity to be a, a, a voice, and it inspired me to do something different. So I thank each one of you all, and I thank God for giving uh, the the inspiration and as well as the, the resources and opportunity to, to work with our community. So thank you all. You know, man, just on a personal note, you know I feel about you. you I love you to death, man. There's nothing that you can do that's going to ever, ever change. I am so glad and blessed that uh, God has made this 30-year, uh, I mean, it's been 30 years almost. I mean, it's been a long time since, uh, since we've uh, we've talked. And, and uh, But, you know, hey, listen, uh, he that endureth to the end, and you see where it got us. So, uh, hey, man, love you to death, brother, and I'm glad that you're a part of this thing because, Likewise. believe it or not, you are a big, big Likewise. part of this thing. And, you know, it's amazing how the people have taken to you and your commentary and, and everything. So it's just a wonderful thing, man. God bless you. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome is free, man. Final thoughts for 2018. Yes, sir. You know, Kathleen just inspired me. I, I was going to do a new story, but she inspired me to say the same thing that, you know, being on the show with great people keeps me motivated to be here. I want to say shout out Mariana Music. Honestly, and all that joking, I am pretty serious when I say that during that time of just calling in in the show, from her wanting to hear more um, information and news, um, you know, kind yes. of motivated us to have that. And also, you know, my girl Vanessa, Momo B., of course, Kathleen, and, you know, I, I never know to say Rich Sister or Jackie, so I'm going to put, put them both out. <laughs> say both. <laughs> People I'm talking about. But just everybody who, who's been a part of um, your network is always kind of, um, it's like family. So I'm glad to be here as well. And thanks for inviting me on, Jay, and especially Brother Elias, uh, from all the conversations that we have kind of behind the scenes makes yeah. me uh, so seem tame 
compared to what we really talk about. <laughs> Before we actually go over the air, that's why I'm a little calmer when I come out. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, Chuck D, man, you know, bro, you my brother from another mother as well, man. I love you to death, man. And, uh, you know, it's it's amazing how you have your, your family and then you have your radio family. And I tell you, you guys just don't know what type of inspiration you are. And I always, anytime something happens, I'm thinking, okay, what would Jerome think? You know, and I can't wait. I said, okay, I can't wait to, to get them and, and, and ask them about this and stuff. So, man, you are a just uh, – you know, man, you're a godsend, man, and, and uh, I am just so blessed and happy that you have committed yourself to this family, and you know how we feel about you. Anything you need, you know, just pick up the phone and call me. I got you, Big Daddy. I got you. <laughs> good looking. The man <laughs> got the first and last word every Sunday right here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Final thoughts, my brother. Well, well I got a couple things I need to say. First and foremost, man, iron sharpens iron. So... Kathleen Williams, darling, without you, sometimes I, I, I need you to calm me down because I, I like to punch a couple people in their mouth. But you yeah, sure put yeah, that calmness sure. in. You put that calmness in. That would be crazy. Crazy, yeah. sisters, darling, I appreciate you because you are faithful in what you do, darling, and you are a very uh, integral part of this uh, this family. Johnny D, man, look, dude, with you, I, I, I just love your calmness and your demeanor because it, it's always on point. And Vanessa, that homespun wisdom that you present, man, it, 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 it puts me to another place where you said, oh, just get him, boo. <laughs> I love that about Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Jerome, bruh, hey, man, Sir. you have opened my eyes on a lot of things. And I appreciate that, man. A lot of people don't understand when you talk about a lot of stuff. If they were behind the scenes and they could hear the talks that we have, yeah. hey, man, I appreciate that. And, 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 Jay, man, you know you know how I feel about you, man. You know, it's it's been a lifetime, man. It's been, a, it's been a, an entire lifetime that we have been together, man. So I appreciate that. And, and the last thing I do want to say is it takes a village to raise a child. And last night, uh, Miss Dorothy Nevels went into the hospital, and it, and it scared the living hell out of me because that woman has been a mother to me. She has looked out for me when other people have turned their backs on me. And I love you. I love you, Miss Dorothy Nevels, because when I was going to school, I didn't have a way down there to, to college. This woman gave me her vehicle. To go down there and say, hey, baby, do what you need to do. Come back when you need to come back. So I thank you for that because it takes a village. And this woman has always been a mother to me. And she'll tell me when I'm doing wrong and she'll knock me in my head when I'm doing wrong. So, Miss Dorothy Nevels, I love you with all my heart. You know, as we end 2018, uh, a lot of things have happened with me from a personal standpoint. And... I really truly mean this when I say this, that you, you guys just don't realize, uh, my radio family, uh, you know, the listeners don't realize what type of impact that you guys have made in my, in my life. Uh, and when I've gotten to a point where I said, man, I just can't do this, you know, my family has always been there. Um, and I just want to say thank you, because you just don't know 
what you do to touch individuals' lives. You just don't know. Sometimes just your very presence, you know, the very essence of who you are and what you stand for means a lot. Your light shines in ways that you don't realize. So don't change who you are. Don't change what you do. Don't change what you bring to the table. You know, I laugh and joke about Jerome. Jerome, man, what you bring to the table, and it's outstanding. We need that. Kathleen, what you bring to the table is just, oh, my God, you can't explain what you bring to the table. Rich sister, just your due diligence and the things that you do to make sure that we stay on point. You don't understand how much that means. And, of course, Johnny D, you know, your knowledge. You know, I'm just, just watching you. It's like a flower. Just, wow, this guy, from where he came to Mike's to where he is now, oh, my God, I'm just, my eyes well with tears. And Mr. LS, no words can explain. No words can explain how, you know, what's happening between you and I. And even people from the J. Ryle show and, you know, I mean, Momo yeah. B and Miss Terry Momo and B. Vanessa and Miss all Terry, these folks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Princess ah. Aldea, all you got, J. King, all these people who have been blessed uh, to be a part, that, that I've been blessed to be a part of their lives. I don't take that for granted. And I just want everyone to know, including our listeners, how much you really and truly mean to me. And like Mr. Elias said last night, I thought that 2018 was going to end on a bad note because when I got that call, I was like, didn't know what to do. And it's one of the worst feelings in the world to be somewhere, being over a thousand miles away from your mother and not knowing what's going on. But I'm proud to report that I got a message from her during the show. She is doing outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, you I know, I'm one. just so happy and I'm just so blessed that, uh, that, you know, the outcome is what it is. So, for all of us here on the serious side, we wish you all a very, 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 very happy new year. We hope that 2019 will be better than 2018. And I think we all can say with one loud voice that we want Trump out of office. He needs to go. <laughs> get rid right of this here. man. Sarinala, whatever language you say goodbye. Let's Trump get here, him here. out of here. And as long as he's in office, we're going to continue to be here to be that voice of the opposition and be the voice of truth. Because I know sometimes we say things that people don't want to hear, but that's okay because we're going to do it. Our listenership has increased this year. I mean, it's amazing how many people are tuning into the serious side, and we are thankful for it. So from all of us here on the serious side, we want to wish you a very, very, once again, happy new year. Be safe and sound. Hopefully we'll see some of you guys tomorrow at 11 o'clock Central on the J. Ryle Show reunion show somewhat. But until next week, all of us here wish you just a happy holiday. And, of course, Mr. L.A.S., if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff, man. What time is it for the last time in 2018? It's time for the serious side of the J. Rao Show. This sounds so weird to say, but hey, we'll see you next year. <laughs> so from all of us here on the serious side, God bless you. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the J. Rao Show. Take care, guys. Be safe. See you next week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.